You're listening to a Military Life Media podcast. Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Military Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports, informs and embraces the spouses beside the military members by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. This week on the Military Life Podcast, I speak with spouses Emma and Elise about their participation in Cowork Co-Play an amazing program that aims to give defence partners the time and space to focus on their career goals and projects, be they related to study, business or job hunting. While Emma and Elise both went into the program with different expectations and both walked out of the program with different outcomes, you'll hear from their stories that there were common threads, with both also finding community and connection. This is Emma's co-work co-play experience. Welcome to the podcast, Emma. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. We're going to talk about co-work, co-play and your experience. But if we firstly get started with you telling us about how you met your partner and how long you've been together. Sean and I have been married for almost nine years. We met when our best friends were getting married to each other. So Sean was the best man and I was the maid of honor. So it was very cute. We were friends for a year, dated for six months, engaged for six months and then married in May 2015, and we have three beautiful children. If you can give us a little rundown about how Defence kind of came into the picture and your Defence spouse journey so far. Yeah, so since we'd basically met, Sean had been trying out for career firefighters and police in WA for five years. The recruitment process for those is very long. He kept getting knocked back and they don't really give you any reason why. They tell you just whether you should keep applying or if you should stop applying. And they kept telling him to keep applying. So yeah, it had been five years of doing this. He'd been working in a warehouse in kind of a a dead end job and, and not what he was wanting to do. So he mentioned, you know, maybe I should try out for the defense force kind of as a joke, thinking that I would be like, absolutely not. And I said, well, you may as well go for it. Our girls were two years old, one at a time, um, and he got in immediately. So after the aptitude and intelligence testing in February, he left in March. So it was quite a shock for us to get a yes after so many no's. And the recruitment process was just so quick. We had so little warning and we hadn't had a day apart in six years. So to say goodbye so quickly for basic training in Wagga for three months. Yeah, it was a lot. And then he went from Wagga to Adelaide for three months for IETs uh, before we got moved over because his IETs would be going for longer than six months. So we got moved. But we basically weren't expecting any of that because we didn't know anything about defense life. You know, living in everything that we've ever known in WA our whole lives was definitely quite a shock. So the girls and I moved over in September 2020. He went away in the next January for a few weeks and then three months again from March to May. So in 15 months, we were separated for nine of them, which, um, you know, I know a lot of defense families go through much longer separations, but for us having never had a day apart, it was an awful lot to very quickly get used to. What was your field of work at the time and and how were you thinking that was going to work alongside defence life? Had you even sort of considered that? No, I was actually incredibly lucky. I didn't know how lucky I was at the time, but I worked for a accessibility company 
that basically audits websites to make sure people with disabilities are able to use them. I was doing the managing the HR, admin and account side of things. And because we had so many people with disabilities, we were all based remotely so that there was no difficulty in people getting into an office and that sort of thing. And this was all pre-COVID that the company started and just exclusively worked remotely. So it was incredibly convenient because I didn't have to leave the house. I got to still look after my girls. I had my family support in WA and when COVID hit as well, there was no real change for me. So when we realized that I was going to be moving over to Adelaide, there was no real difference other than, you know, the occasional in-person meeting. I just didn't do that. And I just did it all online, just like everyone else did during COVID. So yeah, I really didn't have any difficulty, which like I said, I didn't realize at the time how incredibly lucky I was. It sounded like before you even knew anything about Defence Life, you'd already found the perfect Defence Life job that would go go exactly with Defence Life. So I guess what made you think about participating in the co-work, co-play program when you were so settled in your job and you had a a job that, you know, was working with Defence Life and remote work and could travel with you if you needed to? So when I first saw the co-work, co-play idea, I was actually still in Perth at the time and I just happened to to see it and go, oh, that looks like a good idea for someone else kind of thing. And once we moved over here, I saw it advertised again and I thought, oh, actually that would be really good because I could go to it and, you know, working from home for 12 years, I don't have a great social life. Um, so I thought, you know, it'd be really nice to meet other people, other defense spouses and, you know, have my kids looked after while I can actually learn more about myself and the different agencies and services that are available to defense spouses. Yeah, I thought it would be a really good idea. So when I applied for it, I was still working for that company. Um, However, when I got accepted, I had resigned. My workplace became a little hostile and I needed a change of pace. My mental health was deteriorating a lot and Yeah. So I actually threw myself into studying. I wanted to finish my nursing degree. So I quit my job and I got back into studying just externally. And then when they accepted me into co-ed co-play, I said, oh, you should probably give it to someone else because I actually don't have my job anymore. I'm just studying. And they said, oh, no, no, that's fine. You can still do it. You know, it's for everybody. And I just find that incredibly inclusive. And because I have been working from home for so long and didn't know anyone in Adelaide, it was such a great opportunity for me to actually kind of step out of my comfort zone a little, but also just oh, to speak to other people without kids interrupting and <laughs> yeah, and like talking about other stuff, not just mum stuff, but you know, what are your passions? What are your dreams? What do you want to do with your life? And then not being all about the serving member was amazing. Or the, I should say it. So often we, we end up just talking about our husbands and our children and the actual ability to talk about ourselves and what we want out of life was incredibly refreshing. I came away from those sessions feeling more energized than when I walked in, which, you know, as an introvert is actually really unheard of for me. It also had the understanding of defense life and how that's working in with what you're talking about and what you're feeling and what your goals are. And, and you know, maybe some participants might have had some confusion around where they're supposed to be going 
how they're supposed to be fitting in with defense life. So just having that, like you said, it's for everyone. So it was, it's for people who already have a job. It's for people who are studying. It's for people who don't actually know where they're going, but it has that understanding of defense life underneath. Yeah, absolutely. And you don't have to have that, you know, initial conversation of, oh yeah, we're with defense. So I'll be moving every three years, whatever. It depends what service you're in. But yeah, you don't have to have that conversation. You don't have to go through the, oh yeah, we haven't finished unpacking our boxes. Like everyone understands that. And everyone understands as well when you, you turn up and you you start crying because you really miss your your partner. Like they, they get it. It's not, uh, oh, that person's weird, you know is there's an underlying understanding within the defense community in Australia that's just it's so supportive and the problem is is that you you do need to like step out of your comfort zone to find that support and I just wish that I had done it sooner and I wish that more people would do it as well because it can be incredibly isolating otherwise. That obviously just touches on what I was going to talk about next, which is the isolation of defence life. It's, you know, the fact that we have the opportunity to participate in remote work and able to take our job with us or study online or, or follow through with our goals and pursue what we want to from other locations or take it with us. But it also has that downside of being really isolating as well when you move to a new location and you already have your remote work happening or your study happening, but there's nothing sort of pushing you to get out of your comfort zone, like you just said, to break that isolation. That's exactly right. Like I was actually thinking the other day, I think I had a little bit of downtime and it was suddenly very quiet in the house. And I realized how lonely it was that, you know, we don't have our friends that we always had growing up we don't have our family around us we don't have anyone's house that we can just pop over for a cup of tea and I think that a lot of defense families probably feel the same way is that you really miss that just having that support is something that is definitely missing within defense life and the programs like this I think are are so essential because you have to find your your new family you've got to find your new friends and it's very difficult to do as an adult to make new friends I feel like kids have it so much easier but as an adult you, you know you you're not at a playground where you can go hi and Emma what's your name <laughs> yeah, I mean you, you could do that could. But... you could you could <laughs> and different like, you reaction <laughs> but yeah it's a little bit different um but it, I'm saying that like something like co-work co-play because it is a six-week program and it's all organized and it is centered around defense partners and it does have that child care aspect where it's all organized for you but you're not too far away from your children because like you said you you might be in a new place you don't know anyone you might not be comfortable in leaving your kids but you need that time and space to be able to have a conversation to be able to focus on your goals or study or work on your resume or whatever it is but the fact that it's just all organized for you with that understanding and you can just show up every week and connect in and and get what you need to from the sessions it was a game changer. I haven't ever seen a program like that. And I've been to a few playgroups and different things, but this was so different. The focus isn't on the kids. The kids are being well looked after. Absolutely. Like they're, they're not missing out on anything. They're, if anything, they're getting much more attention than they would at home, but um, it's not about them. And I don't think that defense spouses are used to things being about them, if that makes sense. You know, it's all about the partner, the serving member, rather, the kids, the, yeah, all that stuff. You know, we don't really get to focus on ourselves very much. And the ability to just actually sit down 
and analyze your strengths, your weaknesses, your passions. No one gets that time. I don't know anyone that gets that time. I haven't had that time since co-work, co-play. Yeah, you just don't get that and you need it because otherwise you're pursuing things that you're just pursuing because you always have and not because you want to, not because you're reaching some other goal. And that's just, it's not a life, I don't think. You went into co-work, co-play with certain expectations or, you know, you went into it at first when you applied with a job and probably thinking, okay, this is what I might get out of it. And then, you know, by the time you participated, you were doing something totally different. So what were your expectations with Coet Co-Play and what did you go into it wanting to achieve and what did you find sort of happened as the weeks went on? So I think I was expecting there to be a creche for the kids and then just an empty room where a bunch of strangers sit and do their work, I guess, with maybe some chit chat every now and then. I think that's what I was expecting, but it was so much more than that. (laughs) The carers were wonderful. They had some kids there that had never been apart from their moms and or dads before, mainly because when you're new to an area, you, you can't really trust people with your kids right away you don't know anyone so some of the children had never been apart from mum and dad um so they had to deal with a lot of crying children and they did very well and they had planned out activities for them which was incredible they went to story time and they came home with crafts each week to do at home it was oh it was amazing and then the participants in Coet Co-Play, we had a different session each week sometimes it was by a guest speaker um, and sometimes it was by Uh, veterans essay but it was always focused on either a program that you could access as a defense spouse so like PEAP P-E-A-P but yeah learning all about that and then learning about some of the programs that veterans essay do yeah just basically all the assistance that you can get as a defense spouse to either study or obtain employment improve your resume improve your interview skills life coaching, all those sorts of things. And like what you're actually able to access was quite a few of the sessions. And then some of them were on personal self-development. So yeah, really analyzing where you spend your time, if that's how you want to spend your time, what your priorities are, and you know, just going into that real deep analysis and figuring out if you are where you want to be. And what if you're not, what you can do to get there. For me, I ooh, I think what I realized most was that I don't spend any time on myself. I think that was probably evident to anyone that knows me, but I don't tend to sit still and do much for me. And to realize that that was actually an important aspect of my life that I needed to consider was a little eye-opening and a little emotional, but it also made me realize that I did the right thing by leaving the job I was in. I wasn't being appreciated. I had no room to grow anymore. And within the program, I was really encouraged by the people I met. They were so easy to get along with, but also just yeah, incredibly encouraging and empowering. And they made me realize that I had a whole lot more to offer than was currently being utilized. So I got, yeah, just a whole bunch of encouragement, but I left feeling that I could do pretty much anything I set my mind to. And although I think my parents and my husband have told me that forever, to actually have strangers tell you that is something quite different. And yeah, it just gave me some some courage, I think, 
to to step out to maybe apply for some jobs again and see what opportunities come up. And yeah, I, I got a whole bunch of interviews right away and I ended up at a really supportive company, which is where I'm at now. And it, that's not at all what I went in there seeking. And I don't think that I left seeking employment either, but I did leave realizing that I had a whole lot more to offer and that I deserved to be recognized. My skills were valuable and that I can make changes. And I hadn't really heard that in my 12 years at my previous company. So yeah, to to just get that from a group of strangers that instantly understood me was incredible. It sounds like the universe had a plan when <laughs> they showed you the co-work co-play program and then you signed up because you went in for one thing and then came out with a totally different yeah. outcome. But I mean, even more than that, like when I was there, again, because I don't have a lot of social time, I was actually really struggling as well with my son, Ezra. He was not quite one at the time. And I was really struggling with his health. He was constantly sick and dropping weight so quickly. And it was quite an emotional thing for me because I've got two other children who've had weight issues as well. And that leads to a whole bunch of problems as a mum because they question whether you're feeding your child enough and that sort of thing. It's quite awful. So I was going through a lot of emotional turmoil with that. And, you know, these wonderful women were seeing how much I was struggling and they were as mums or as not even as mums, as um, just fellow women were just so encouraging and they they were offering their experiences from their children and that sort of thing. And I ended up going straight from one of the co-work co-play sessions in tears to the hospital with Ezra and they just gave me that courage to go actually no you know that something is wrong here you need to do something about it and not in a pushy way but just in a you know you deserve to be taken seriously way which again is something that I'm not really used to hearing I kind of yeah I I don't get taken seriously a lot I don't think and um, yeah, I went straight to the hospital and immediately he got admitted um, and he was in there for a couple of weeks because they gave me the courage to stand up for myself and to demand answers, which I didn't have the courage to do before. I wasn't getting the help before. So it was definitely not what co-work, co-play was there for, but I walked away with so much more than I expected. And now he's perfectly healthy. We got a diagnosis. We got the help that we needed. And I, I'm not really sure what I would have done otherwise. So definitely co-work, co-play is to help people with their goals, with study, business, work, or whatever they want in that realm. But it's so much more than that by the sounds mm-hmm. of it. It creates that group of uh, supportive people around you, yeah. creates that network for you and connection afterwards, well out, well after the six-week period. Yeah, definitely. We, we all stayed in contact. We've got a group on <clears throat> Messenger going at the moment. I think there's been a couple of play dates that I haven't been able to go to. But that community, yeah, it, it sticks together for sure. Yeah, I've seen a couple of people also just out and about and saying hi to them when there's stuff on at the defense base, get to see them as well. And I think that if I wasn't in full-time employment right now, like I am, I would yeah definitely be catching up more with them. It was a great group of people and they all have such a similar mindset in, yeah, just wanting to improve yourself and also just take out some time for you rather than it be about everybody else all the time. And then of course, the plus side to one of the downsides of, I guess, defense life is, you know, people move away, they go to different locations, they get posted and you have friends in 
all over Australia and different locations. But the plus side of that, doing the co-work, co-play program together is that if people are posted away to different locations that you then haven't have built a network or a connection in another location. And if you eventually get posted there, you've got that one person or, you know, they might recommend you for a job because they know that your passion was whatever it was when you were going through co-work, co-play, or they know that you would be a perfect fit for this remote role or whatever it is. It just builds that network and not necessarily just in that location. Yeah, absolutely. I think that all of these programs where you get to go and meet people from, you know, all the different services as well is is so important because as long as it's, you know, a, a group where it's not all about Army versus Air Force versus Navy or rank versus ranker, any of that type of nonsense, then I think it it's really good to build those relationships because then you've got people everywhere, just like you said. Like I, I made a really good friend here um, and she got posted to, uh, her husband got posted to Queensland and I've never wanted to go to Queensland, but <laughs> if we did get posted there, you know, she would be absolute motivation for me. And I think that those are the sorts of friendships that you want to have. You want to have one of those friends everywhere you go that person you can call on and talk to, someone that your kids can be looked after in an emergency. You know, we take those for granted so much when we're, you know, in our home state, if you like, with our, with our parents and where our friends and that sort of thing are. And when you go to these programs and the other defense partners, you can build those connections and you can have those safety nets that we really all desperately need. With saying that, co-work, co-play, We'll get underway in early 2024 in South Australia again, thanks to Veterans SA again, and in early 2024 in Western Australia as well, thanks to Navy. Navy have come on board to support Coet Co-Play in WA. What would you say to defence partners who are thinking about taking part or are on the fence when it comes to committing to the program? Because obviously we've just heard your story about how you signed up at one stage and then you were in a totally different stage and now compared to six months ago, you're in a totally different job and there's different things happening for you, but co-work, co-play had its place and was exactly what you needed at that time. What would you say to other people that are sort of like, oh, would would I fit for that? Should I, should I sign up for it? I'd say absolutely go for it. If you have that tiny bit of time available, it's so powerful. Yeah, I think absolutely go for it. I think if you're a student, um, you will get a lot out of it because you're still again learning about yourself you've got time to study you don't have anyone distracting you you've got people motivating you and other people studying as well you also have experts in fields that you have absolutely no idea about I was having an issue with a university lecture and I had someone there who had helped write the policy on getting um, recognition of prior learning and that was exactly what my issue was and she was able to help me fight for this recognition of prior learning and it, it went really well. You know, you never know who you're going to meet in these groups. As someone who's employed, you again are taking a step away from that and actually drilling down into your skills and your abilities in employment. And then you can put those into place in your job. And that's helpful for the company, helpful for you, helpful for everyone. And if you're unemployed, you've got people there who are experts in interviews, in writing resumes in just building you up. We had one wonderful lady in the group who was feeling like she wasn't good at anything. 
And we were able to encourage her and tell her that she's so much better than she thinks she is. And you actually need someone just to build you up, to give you that confidence to go for it. And she got the job that she went for. Um, We helped her write a letter saying, you know, I don't have the skills in this that you're looking for, but I'm willing to learn it in this way. And it persuaded the employer and they're like, they gave her a chance and she's absolutely loving it. And she didn't even know what she was going into co-work, co-play for. And she came out of it with a job. Um, And other people were just there, you know, needing that time to really grow their own skills and see what's available and to learn about what's in the area that they're in as well. So whether that be in South Australia or WA, you know, it's really good to know what's available because I really don't think that it's widely known. I think that where these groups that are trying to do things to help defense spouses are not talked about enough. They're not advertised enough and it's mainly because advertising costs money and a lot of these groups are not running off a lot of money. They're running out of they're running from volunteers or unlimited budgets and it, it means that they're not getting their names out there. And this is a really good way to get them out there and for defense spouses to use those groups and services to better themselves. I can't really think of anyone that wouldn't find it useful. There may be sessions that don't really apply to you, like if you're not seeking employment, but that doesn't mean you won't get something out of it. It doesn't mean you won't get a good laugh, that you won't get a good morning tea or some good conversations with people, or you won't get some work done. Like no matter who you are, I honestly think everyone will get something out of it. And I would really hope that it would be available to every defense spouse in the future because it it can change your life really. I, I know it has for me. And yeah, I just think that everyone should have the ability to participate in it. Well, I mean, you've convinced me. Now I want to go to <laughs> South Australia or WA so I can take part. I'm like, when is it coming to my location? Yeah. Putting yourself out there is uncomfortable, especially as an adult trying to make new friends. It's it's difficult. It's not fun. It's awkward and weird. And I hate every second of it. But <laughs> if you don't try it, then you don't actually get to meet some incredible people. You don't get those experiences. I mean, now when I go to anything defense related in Adelaide, I'm, I've only been here three years, but no matter what event I go to, I see at least three people that I know. And I think that's crazy. I'm not that social bull person, but whether it be from one of your um, catch up calls from back when I was even in WA or whether it be from co-work, co-play or the play group on base or, oh, I don't know. There's so many little bits and pieces that I've just given a little bit of a go to. It means that I've actually got some meaningful relationships and friendships out of them, which I find incredibly hard to do. And I think this is one of those programs where if you can push yourself to just be a little bit awkward for a little while, it can open so many doors and give you some lifelong friendships that you really weren't expecting and skills and just that knowledge of yourself that you didn't have before. So amazing. So I guess what are you excited about right now and where to from here? You mentioned you're in full-time employment and got that juggle happening. What are you excited about for the future? Well, we've been in Adelaide now for three years. Um, So next year, July, we'll find out where we're getting posted to next. And Part of me wants to stay here because I actually really do like my job here. I work in an iron foundry, which is a little bit 
different to what I've done before. So we make cast iron railway parts mainly and for all over the world. And I work in sales and customer service, which again is is not something I've ever done before, but I actually really love it mainly because the company is very supportive and really appreciates my input, which like I've said before, I've never actually experienced that before. So part of me wants to stay and give MWDU a go, but at the same time, I'm also ready for the next adventure. That's what I love about Defense Life. I like that we've been, you know, no one ever leaves WA. I I don't know if everyone knows that, but we don't know anyone else that's left WA willingly. (laughs) And I love that we have this ability to travel all over Australia and wherever we end up in the end is going to be somewhere that we chose because we've been everywhere. And we wanted to live there because we've chosen it, not because we've always been there. So part of me wants to go with Sean and and everyone to the next posting location, wherever that will be. But it will be very difficult for me to leave my role currently. However, I do feel well equipped that, you know, given a bit of patience and a bit of courage that I'll be able to apply for other roles elsewhere. Thank you so much, Emma, for coming on the podcast and telling us about your co-work, co-play journey, but also how that fits with spouse life. And then, you know, like you just mentioned, be confident and inspired in where you're going with your journey as well, so that you can both be fulfilled at the same time. Good luck on your journey to finding out your next posting location and possibly moving to another state and having new adventures. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. In the second part of this episode, we hear from Defence Partner Elise, who went into the program with the hope it would help her figure out her next career move. But instead, the weekly sessions helped her fall back in love with her current employment. This is Elise's co-work, co-play experience. Welcome to the podcast, Elise. Thank you. If we can get started with you telling us how long you and your husband have been together for, how how you met, how did you come to be? Yeah, of course. So I uh, met my husband at the young age of 16 in high school. We didn't go to the same school, but lived in the same town. So we have been together for 20 years. Defence wasn't in the picture as yet, but can you give us a little rundown of your defense spouse journey? You've been doing it for 20 years. So what has that involved? How many sort of postings, moves, and what what has been the uh, the journey of as a defense spouse? So uh, my husband didn't join defense immediately after high school. He tried his hand at like a wide variety of different jobs. And uh, his dad was previously in the army. So his dad had always said, why don't you join the defense force? Why don't you join the defense force? And he'd always like palmed it off. And then I think he was about 21 or 22 when he joined. So that was a conversation we had together where it was like, okay, I'm thinking about joining defense. We really had no idea what defense life was like or what it meant other than we'd have to move away from where we currently lived. So uh, he's been in defense since about 2009. And yeah, we've moved four or five times since then. And yeah, it's just been a really exciting journey so far. And so whereabouts are you posted at the moment? And does your defence member go away a lot with their job? What does it sort of entail with their job? So uh, I currently live in Adelaide. And uh, depending on where he's posted to, it really depends on how often he goes away. I'm quite lucky his job is very office-based. So other than like the really big 
exercises, he tends not to go away too much. Certainly when he was in the junior ranks, he would go away fairly often, but now he's pretty consistently home and and works, I guess, regular hours, which is really helpful. What is your field of work and how easy has it been for you to take your work with you when you post in and out of different locations? So when Defence Life first started for me, I just finished uni and ended up just like just taking random like call centre jobs. And that was definitely a big, I guess, argument in our relationship was I was very career orientated and having that argument about like what I could do and and me wanting to have a meaningful career. So uh, we had two young kids and and did a a training posting. So I took the opportunity to do a master's and I now work remotely. Uh, I manage a team of contractors. So it fits defense lifestyle really well. And so you say that there, it was a bit of contention around your career and obviously, you know, you've done uni and now you've done your master's. How do you sort of balance the requirements of the defence member's job who doesn't often have flexibility with what they have to do, where they have to be with pursuing what you wanted to do with your career. And then obviously children came into the mix. How did you balance that? And how did that? How does that argument always pan out? Because obviously you both want to focus on what you're doing. You're highly qualified in your field. He's doing his thing with his career and you're, you know, you're moving and doing what you need to do for his career. But how do you balance that? And how does that argument get settled? <laughs> Uh, I'd say that my career has definitely taken a backseat through and that's something that took a long time to accept that I wouldn't have that high-powered career that I imagined would exist. I was quite lucky that while I was doing my master's, I happened to connect with someone in the industry who offered remote work and so I've been doing that for five years and that's certainly now that I am in a role where it is more meaningful and I feel like I'm having impact has lessened the arguments. I found um, we just returned from an overseas posting. So I found that really challenging because I kept my job in Australia, working at night and having that balance is quite difficult and yeah, requires a lot of negotiation and almost having like a, a business meeting and saying, what are you doing this day? How, and, and working out who can do what during the week to balance everything out. And I'd say him being in for nearly 15 years, I've, I have seen a massive shift in that defence perspective, I would say, you know, eight years ago, if my husband had have asked for flexible working arrangements, it would have been like, no way, never going to happen. Whereas now we actually can't get our kids into before and after school care at the school. It's full and I just cannot get a spot. So if I have a conference to go to or an in-person meeting, I'm really lucky that my husband now has a flexible workplace where he can say, hey, I actually need to get home and look after the kids this afternoon. My wife's got something on. So yeah, absolutely having that flexibility and having him be able to control his schedule to a certain extent has really helped. I think Defence is certainly realising that the member needs support around them and around their family more than just Defence is number one and always has to be number one. And so you mentioned you have recently come back from an overseas posting, but while Mm -hmm. you were there, you managed to do what you needed to do to still do your job remotely at different times and with time differences and things like that. Obviously, that would have been a tricky balance to keep that going, but you're passionate about your career. You're wanting to have that meaningful work option. So you have to Mm -hmm. do what you have to do kind of thing. But 
when you came back from overseas. Uh, you participated in the co-work, co-play program in South Australia earlier in the year. Can you talk to us about how you found out about co-work, co-play and, and why you decided to sign up for that, considering, you know, you, you had that meaningful work option and you'd been balancing everything? Yeah, so I think I initially saw the information about the co-work, co-play program on your Facebook and that's how I found out about it. And yeah, I thought it'd be a great way for me to feel connected to people. I definitely found that overseas posting was quite lonely and isolating for me and I really struggled. So when we came back and I really didn't set good boundaries overseas because it was almost like I was just working when I could and not having that healthy schedule because I just had to work around Australia and and what I could do when I could do it. That yeah, I was at a real low point and needed to reach out to someone and have that connection. And so that's why I applied for co-work, co-play. Yeah, because obviously the great thing about working remotely is that you can take your job with you, but the downside about working remotely is you're working remotely and often solo by yourself and don't have that connection connection with other people. Yeah, absolutely. And the business I work in, it's a small business. So there's only myself and the director of the company. Everyone else is either a client or a contractor that works for us. So there's not that opportunity to build meaningful connections through work very often. And like even I'd worked for my boss for five years and February last year was the first time we'd ever met in person. So, you know, we just didn't have that connection. That's amazing that you were only meeting for the first time, but you were still able to have that meaningful work and then also talk them through the option of you taking it with you overseas and coming back and very very lucky I think when I uh, actually got the overseas posting I met called her and said oh I was actually contracting for it at the time and said oh, I'm going overseas so I can't I can't contract for you overseas I work in financial services and, and you have to be on shore to do the work so yeah I was blessed that she said to me hey why don't you just come and work for me in-house and yeah the role grew over the three years to to me now running the business, which has been really exciting. I guess, can you talk to us about what your expectations were going into the co-work, co-play program and what you were hoping to get from it, obviously participating in it, you know, you wanted that connection, but what what were your sort of expectations with signing up for it and even finding out about the program and thinking, oh, okay, this is how I would fit into that program or this is what I would want to get from that program? I didn't really know what to expect about the program. I definitely felt like I needed that outlet of somewhere to go to to do co-work and I did really love that there was going to be career development sessions in there. I think because I really struggled with setting boundaries while we were overseas, when I came back, I was in that mind frame of, okay, I'm back now. Do I keep in this remote job or do I start looking for something else? So it was great that Cowork Coplay had these weekly sessions where they would um, talk about different topics and even like having those fellow participants there that you could bounce ideas off was just amazing. So obviously something that's organised for you that, you know, because as defence partners, we're used to juggling so much. And like you said, you were just fitting in work when you could while you were on that overseas posting, trying to still manage your career and time zones and kids and your whatever your husband was doing with his requirements mm-hmm. of his posting and managing it. So of course you could come back to Australia and think, okay, well, I need to connect with a career coach or I need to do this or I need to do that but having it organized okay just shop here at this time each week and we're going to provide you with you know this week is going to be focused on this and then next week is going to be on this is just 
such a relief to be able to just sign up to something and especially something that's also specifically for defence partners and they have that understanding around what defence partners might need in those sessions. Must have been a relief to just be like, yep, tick, sign me up. Such a relief. And when I started the program, because we'd come back from overseas, I actually didn't even have a car yet. So I was trying so hard to figure out how I could get to the co-work co-play trial um, because it's probably about half an hour from where I live uh, and public transport in Adelaide isn't um, it's not really in a straight line unless you're going to the city so um, the Veterans SA team and Claire were amazing in that they helped me get there and fellow participants once I'd started the program they were able to come and pick me up and take me So yeah, just the level of support and understanding right from the start was just incredible. Sounds like that connection straight away was there and especially connection to the defence community as well. So it was like twofold connection through meaningful work and, and with other people who are obviously there also with goals of connecting in with their career or future goals or working on certain things around their career or employment, but then also connecting with the defence community, which is another level of connection. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so often as defence partners, we all just get shoved into the box of you're a defence partner, but it's so much more than that because it's just like in the real world. There's so many different versions of a defence partner. And until I actually went and did the co-work, co-play trial, I'd never really met other spouses that I guess fit into that really wanted a meaningful career and because I had young kids before that, I, um, yeah, I just felt like I just re- didn't really fit in because I was really career focused rather than focused on kids and, and my partner's career. Once you started the co-work, co-play program, what were your thoughts? Were you thinking like after the first session, you're like, yep, this is definitely where I need to be. I can't wait for the next sessions. Or were, were you like, okay, this is what I was expecting. Or like you mentioned, it sort of opened your eyes up to thinking, oh, okay, I didn't know other people existed that also you know, were juggling things like me, like what was the sort of first thoughts once you started the program? Yeah, I definitely was excited to go back after the first session. The first session was really about setting intentions and goals for the six weeks. And it was a really great session to look back at how far we've come and to see, as I mentioned, like I really didn't set boundaries well. So we did this amazing activity where we sort of ranked each of the quadrants of our life and how we were feeling about each one. And I guess to see it on paper made me realize like how much I needed to take action in those areas. So yeah, I was really excited to see what else the program would bring. So as the weeks went on, what were you feeling like was your mind changed in regard to, okay, well, actually these are my goals going forward or my expectations for, you mentioned that you were thinking, okay, should I be staying in this job? Should I be looking for something else? Like as the weeks went on and you sort of, I guess, got more of a handle and got things down on paper and you worked through different things and were able to spitball with other people, what was your sort of thinking with like going forward and coming to the end of the the program? What were you thinking, okay, well, this is how I need to go forward from this program? Yeah, I definitely found that through the program, my goals changed. I think for me, it was really about improving my mental health and setting the boundaries, but did make me fall in love with my job again. Uh, and helped me realize like that I am really lucky to have such a flexible job where I work whatever hours I want and and just when I do it as long as the work's done it's fine so I definitely found um co-work co-play was great at showing me the resources that were available like making sure I was using my PF funding for 
career counselling and using any of the support services that are available. And so you touched on the fact that not only does it mean that you can connect with other people who also have goals around their career, but also our defence spouses and that's that twofold connection kind of thing. But why do you think co-work, co-play is a good fit for defence partners and especially important for, I guess, those spouses who have young children and mm-hmm. need to bring in the co-play part, so the co-working and then the co-play where they are able to make use of the available childcare so they can participate in the program and have yeah. that, I guess, child-free time and space to be able to just sit and breathe and go, okay, let me focus on this as opposed to this person needs this and I need to get this person to this appointment or we need to go to play group or all of that sort of thing and sometimes things can be put back on the on the back burner and there just never seems to be enough time to focus on those sorts of things how important do you think it is that defense partners have that space to be able to focus in child free and get that space it's so important and what you really got out of co-work co-play was your own personal cheer squad where Every single person in that room was supporting you and cheering you on. And we all came in needing something different, but it was amazing to see the outcomes by the end of the program, like spouses having the confidence to go and apply for roles that they didn't think that they were going to get. Spouses looking at starting their own businesses. There were spouses studying and just having that, like you said, that dedicated time where they knew the kids were being looked after and they could just really focus on themselves and what they needed to get career focus out of. Um, It was just an incredible program to be part of. And yeah, I just can't recommend it highly enough. And like you mentioned, at the moment, you can't get before and after school care. You know, there's also other spouses that are out there that have maybe possibly moved, just moved to the location and haven't been able to source childcare yet, or might be studying and they aren't able to afford one day a week at childcare or their child is not quite old enough to go to childcare or they just don't want to put their child in care but they still need those couple of hours but don't even know where to start in their location to find that. So being able to have that option, whatever situation that spouse is coming from, whether they're new to the location or have been there for a while or still can't source the available childcare they need, being Mm -hmm. able to have that time and space and everything's organized for you to just show up and have that cheer squad around you and and that those people give you the confidence to maybe do something you didn't even realize you wanted to do but you know your expectations have changed from the start of the course to the end of the the program must have been an amazing thing to be part of yeah and the kids loved it too so um the kids were actually being cared for in just a room next door to us but by the end of the program you could see the kids really enjoyed that time away from mum as well so yeah, it's, it's really great to have that extra option. So what happened at the end of the program? And can you give us an update on where you're at at the moment? Obviously, you mentioned that you fell in love with your job again and actually realized that actually, I really do love this job and it does provide the flexibility that I need. Where are you at now? And I guess give us an update on um, how you're feeling about things career-wise and employment and, and going forward. As you mentioned, yeah, I just love my job. So I'm enjoying being present in the in the role that I'm in. I really enjoy the industry. I work in financial services. So the document that we actually create for advisors is going to cease to exist in the next couple of years. So for, for me professionally, it's almost like because you're a defense spouse and you're so used to that constant change, it's exciting for me to work with my director and try and figure out what's next for us. So I guess professionally, that's where we're at. And it's great to have that job that 
you know, if my husband came home tomorrow and said, oh, hey, we're going to do a quick posting, it's great to have that job where I can go, yep, no worries, I'm ready to go, I just need my laptop. Cowork Coplay mm-hmm. will get underway again in early 2024 in South Australia, thanks to Veterans SA. Obviously, they've seen what a positive outcome the course or the program had in 2023, and they're going to support it and run it again in 2024, thanks to obviously Claire and Cowork Coplay and mm-hmm. their collaboration. And also in early 2024 in Western Australia, thanks to the support of Navy, Cowork Coplay will come over there for spouses to participate in. What would you say to defence partners who I guess are listening to this and thinking of taking part or maybe maybe like you, like, oh, I don't actually know what I'm going to get from this, but I know that I need to sign up for something like this because I want to connect in. I want to have that space to figure something out for career-wise or employment-wise. What would you Mm -hmm. say to people sitting on the fence or maybe someone who hadn't even thought about signing up to a program like this? I would tell them to sign up today and... Because it was just an incredible opportunity to connect and get that sense of belonging that I haven't found anywhere else. Uh, I would definitely say even if you don't tick all of the boxes, still apply and talk to Claire about it because there's so many different avenues of life and you probably fit in, even if it's just a space that you come to where you get to talk and connect and consider career options, it's worth it. And also, even for those, like we mentioned earlier, who might be studying and don't know what sort of options might be best for them with balancing defense life and moving or someone who might be in a role that, okay, well, I actually want to talk to my bosses about going remote and how do I shape that discussion or anything like that surrounding meaningful employment and wanting some help with figuring it out or your own business or what study should I do next or how do my skills transfer to this or yeah. So it's, it really is, like you said, even if you don't tick all the boxes, but you know that you need to do something like this to figure something out in your life kind of thing. It's good for just having that space and time to be able to do that, no matter what area it is that you want to work on. Even if you're a defense spouse that already has a remote job, go because I already have a job and the other participants there have some great insights. And I think one week I was reviewing uh, the training program that we do for our contractors. And one of the participants is actually doing uh, higher educations in HR and learning programs. So I was able to actually go and have a conversation with her and be like, hey, what can I do about this program to make it more engaging for my contractors? So you never know what you're going to get out of it. I really strongly think that Defence should roll this program out nationwide. It should be at every base. And I really do believe that like, it can make such a difference to the lives of Defence spouses. And on a consistent basis as well, not just sort of ad hoc as in it's yeah. something that Defence spouses can know that they can tap into. Like, okay, well, I know that there'll be a program. There's always two programs in each location run, you know, one at the start of the year and then one mid-year kind of thing. So if I've missed the February start, I can go to the June sort of one and I guess look forward to, okay, well, I can maybe look at making use of my PEP funding for this part of my career journey and then putting that together with doing the co-work, co-play program for this part of my career or this thing that I want to figure out or, yeah, getting this out of the co-work, co-play play program, but also coupling that with whatever 
else is available through defense or mm-hmm. uh, you know veteran programs or spouse programs or whatever else we can sort of I guess tap into to get the yeah. most out of our careers so that ultimately we can have meaningful careers and the defense member can have a meaningful career and we can work together to have a happy family and the well-being of both of us is yeah. at the forefront as opposed to you know one or the other kind of thing. Absolutely and I was um, part of a different veterans essay program like a mentoring program this year um, which I found out through co-work, co-play by coming to the session. And it was interesting talking to other participants in that mentoring program where the retention issue is often because the spouse wants to have a meaningful career and can't have it while their partner keeps posting around. So, you know, if defence can help bridge that gap and, and give an opportunity to a spouse, I'm all for it. So great news for spouses in Adelaide and South Australia to be able to tap into this program again in 2024. And now spouses in WA are going to get access to the program as well. So I wonder which location will be next after. Yes. Exciting to see. I'd love to see it launched in many more locations next year. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Elise, and telling us about your journey so far with employment and your career and participating in the Cowork Co-Play program and obviously encouraging others to get involved in 2024. You're so welcome. As we heard from Emma and Elise's stories, it is so important defence partners are supported with innovative programs like Cowork Co-Play to not only support their well-being, but also provide the time and space for professional development by combining the things that matter, meaningful work, community and family. The good news is that the Cowork Co-Play program will return in 2024 so that more of you can experience positive outcomes just like Emma and Elise. In 2024, the Cowork Co-Play program will once again get underway in Adelaide, South Australia, thanks to the support of Veterans SA. And for the first time, the Cowork Co-Play program will be available in Perth, Western Australia with the support of Navy. To find out more information or register your interest in participating, click the link in the show notes or visit the Cowork Co-Play website www.coworkcoplay.com.au I so hope you are able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarylife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 